opinion. I think the NFF under Amadou Pinnick, they have all but destroyed Nigerian football. Felt, honest, I've always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use. Again, shame on you. This is Sports 360. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of Season 2 of your favorite podcast, Sports 360. It's the end of the year. And it's a special podcast today. We're going to be talking about the top 10 sporting moments of the year 2021, which is just about wrapping up. Um, Bori Ogutui and Yemi Adesan, my co-hosts, are here. And uh, what we've done is to break it down into two. Um, we have the top 10 Nigerian sporting moments of the year. I have a top 10 uh, international sporting moments of the year so that we don't mix it up. We have to appreciate what happened in the Nigerian space and, of course, blow global as well because we know a lot of you out there are global citizens of the world. So we had to sit down. We had to reach an agreement. We had to discuss back and forth. So we're starting with Nigeria. Like Gavin said, charity begins at home. Although I don't know about some of our, our sports officials, where they think of us <laughs> when they are making their decisions. I don't want to mention oh, yeah. any. Yeah, they think of you as charity. I don't. I don't. As I don't. A charity case. I, don't to, I don't want to mention calf, but uh, yeah, let's think sports as a charity yeah, case. Charity All right, case. so we go to top ten sporting moments of the year for Nigeria, and we'll start. Is it going to be a countdown? We're going to go from ten to one. So what I'm going to do is, um, we we will discuss each. I'll give one of my co-presenters. Um, number 10, number 9, and we go like that because we have to do, that means we have to do 20 sporting moments in the next 60 minutes or so. 10 local and 10 global. We show breathing down our necks with time. <laughs> with our producer breathing down our necks with the timing. So, um, okay, let's start. Number 10, locally, buddy, Bayelsa United winning the FA Cup as a, as um, a team that was not in the top tier of the league. How important was that? That was massive, mm. especially as they, they are not a team that was well known outside of Bayelsa State. Mm. In fact, when they started their cup run, it was a question of when they would get knocked out, not if. But then uh, they went all the way. They um, they, they shocked everybody. Mm. They knocked out some big guns on the way, so it, it wasn't a one-off thing. Yeah. They played it was a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. A fluke. They played. They played attractive, fo- attractive, uh, attractive football on the way to winning that trophy, and it was well deserved. Mm. And um, they did go on the continent. I think they had a slightly good run on to, on to, at the point. I think they had one or two couple of results, um, good results, and uh, that was it. So that's our number 10. Um, Bayelsa United winning the Nigerian FA Cup. Cup. And number nine, Yemi, yeah, we stick to football. Aqua United yeah. winning the league for the first time in their history. And they did it in style, it must be said. This star playing probably the best football in the league. Um, and what you say about Aqua United is their progression from the controversy leading to them being promoted to the MPFL mm. to winning the cup at some point, being in the mix for the title, getting Kennedy Boboye, who had previous experience, experience winning the league mm-hmm. and then delivering the trophy finally, because this is probably, are probably the a uh, high spending team in the league. They've got a g- government that is backing them fully. So it was celebration galore in Uyo mm. after they finally landed the trophy. And the, 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 another aspect of it is, um, our senior colleague and friend, Paul Bassi, who's managed the team, who's been the, the team manager. 
and has been doing well over the years. So it was great to see them finally win that title. Yeah, great to see. Um, great to also have a different name, you know, on the on title, the trophy. on the, the trophy, trophy, because you know you have your established names. So having mm. a new name on the trophy is really good for the competition. And, uh, and before the start of this season, which have started very well, beating Caterpillars three 0 they got a win for from the government oh, yes. to give them all kinds of incentives. So expect that well motivated, they might make another run. This for is, the title, for yeah. me, it's gonna be Kennedy I, I like it when this young this uh, young managers make a name for themselves. It means it widens um uh the, 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 base. Point, the, the base for us on coaches to pick to pick from when looking for um for uh for, 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 for the especially the the age group teams. Yeah, it, it's it's mm. a I mean when, when you have something like this on your on your CV, it's, it's something you have done, you can mm. show to take the next step. All right, it's up that number eight comes to body. On the countdown for Nigeria's top 10 sporting moments for the year 2021, number eight is the Tigers, shocking Team USA and um, Argentina as well in the scrimmage before the Olympics. But how big or how huge was that? As big as that, that was, I think it also put a, a target on their back. On, on yeah, their backs. Uh, ahead of this, they became known. Good. Yeah, they became mm. known. It was good to see. Um, the US media went crazy. Oh, yes. After that, I, you know, and I think your good friend had to apologize for some of the comments. Oh, yes, he had to. He had to. He had to. Civil Smith. He had to apologize. Nobody saw it coming. Mm. I didn't see it coming. But also remember that they, they have been knocking at the door, especially mm. the women's team. Mm. So when, when this image came up, it was like, okay, let's see how close we'll run them. We didn't think we are going to, we, that, that the Tigers are good enough to win the game. And then the mm. game started, the shots were falling. They are defending well. It was well. a fantastic performance. 23 pointers in that it game. It was. It was a and that block that by what was his name? Yeah. Yeah. That was that block by um, Precious Precious Chua. Chua. On, on Kevin Durant. On Kevin, Kevin Durant. On no, no, no less than Kevin Durant. That's that was made, huge. That made all the papers, made all the blogs, was in your face all over the US. So yes, look, if nothing, they cannot say we have beaten the United States. <laughs> even if it's even if it's What does that do for Nigerian basketball? In um, terms like, of visibility in terms of uh, or what can we what can we win from that even though the Olympics was a bit disappointing but still that is on the record you can't take that away in, probably in terms of confidence in terms of the ability of our players what can we take from that what it did it showed them that they, they, they can start, start to, 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 to with these guys and it, be, before that game anytime you want to play against the Americans it was it's a resignation it's a mm. game you cannot win yeah. I think a bit of that has been eroded. You know that it's unlikely that you, you are going to beat, beat the US every day. But at least you don't go to the game fearing the worst. But it also means that other teams are going to say, hey, you know what, these guys can defeat the US. Because not a lot of nations can say they're beating the United States. And so they're going to be like, okay, you know, if they are good enough to, to defeat the United States, they're a team that should get ready. We should prepare well for when we're facing. So I think it's also, it's also um, it's a challenge to the players themselves and, 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 and the federation. That we have reached these heights, now we can't afford to shoot any lower. And this mm. probably also makes the Tigers an attractive proposition for so Nigerians in diaspora yeah. to want to play for the national team. Exactly. Actually, I think Absolutely. That, that, that's a massive one. Absolutely. That's a, that's a massive game from that. Okay, to for number seven on our top 10 sporting moments for Nigeria countdown for year 2021, we go to a young lady who was disappointed by her fourth place performance at the Tokyo Olympics. She missed the medal by 0.5, uh, half a second, which was very close. But, Oluwato Biloba Amushan went on to win the Diamond League trophy 
in um, the hundred meters hurdles, um, scotched to a new twelve point four two seconds African record to win that. Uh, the weight class in Zurich, she also smashed uh, Gloria Lozzi's twelve point seven four seconds African games record twice two years ago in Robert Morocco. Uh, so for Toby Amushon, it was um, Tokyo um, story, which didn't end well. To Diamond League glory. In fact, we can even take it uh, uh, a few steps back. Uh, the World Championships, she, she did was fourth as well. Mm. as well. Then River Cool at Yamatek at the Nigerian Trials. Yeah. Where Apparently she a lot of people that she had broken the, the record. Mm. But yeah, somebody was smart enough. To <laughs> somebody <put> slept off. <laughs> <laughs> somebody slept off on the timer. <laughs> you know. And then going to the Olympics, also finishing fourth again. But she found, you know, they, they always say that, you know, you have to find a silver lining. Yeah. And she was able to create her own silver lining by winning the Diamond League and ending the year on a good note. I think that provides an opportunity and a platform to build on for the coming years. You know, buddy, um, you, you do feel that she's got that potential to still win an Olympic record. She's a young woman. She's 24, 25. So she's still got probably two Olympics in her. Yes, yes, it does. And for me, uh, the, the Diamond League is, um, is a series of races. Mm. So over, over, over the course of the season, she shows more consensus, which means that what she has to work on is her game when the chips are down. What championships, Olympics, two stages when, uh, when, when is it, when is, when, when that takes her, she finishes just outside the medals, which, but mm. she will, like you said, she's young. She will learn. She just needs to develop the, uh, the, the killer instinct and the preparation for an, an, an upper game day preparation. For those one-off events, yeah, like work on her psychology as well. Yep. Yeah, psychology because she did say after the Olympics how disappointed she was because she was primed for that. But you know, like, but he said to come back from that and win the Diamond League, uh, and for her to also uh, show the consistency over the, I think it's about eight to twelve races. Which means she, she has it in her. That definitely, it's just definitely, that point. She I has it the in pressure her. and the psychology for the, mm-hmm. of the of the of the one-offs that she needs to work on. All right, to number six. On our countdown, they never disappoint. They never uh, mess us up. When the regular Olympians don't come up with the medals, these guys always deliver. Our Paralympians did this again at the Olympics, buddy. At the Paralympics in Tokyo, four silver, one bronze, five medals. So four gold, one silver, five bronze medals, ten medals in all. Um, and it was very, very interesting. There Eight consecutive appearance at the Summer Olympics since 1992. They've never failed to come back with medals at these games, which is incredible. Bossy Omola, Yofalashade, Olufemiya, Yolatsifa, Tijani won the gold medals. And, but it's also interesting to note that we, we were very happy that the government, the sports ministry honored them just like they honored the regular Olympians. Give them the same kind of financial incentives. That was good to see. Yeah, it was easy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was going to, me- I was going to me- mention that because when we talk about, about, um, about Paralympians, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we, we celebrate them on paper. Yeah. But when not it comes to, to the real terms, no, uh, yeah, not in real terms. Mm. And when we, do, when, when we talk about them after all this, say, oh, you know what? Oh, there are people with abilities. Oh, they're as, we, we, they're, they're as good as people that, that, that are normal. But we don't show, we don't, we don't often show, show that. Them, yeah. So, for, and for this year, like you said, they've always been consistent. Yeah. So kudos to the government for, for the first time, mm. for the first time they stepped them up. And I hope, I pray that long may this continue. Yeah. Every, uh, every Olympics, they come back with something. Mm. No matter how badly they always show up, even sometimes when the 
when, when the regular Olympians do well, they still manage to do better. better yeah. So I think for that, they deserve everything. Give me your thoughts on the Paralympians. Well, um, the fact that they remain a shining light mm. to our sports, even in our darkest hours, it's something that I really, darkest days. Is <laughs> Thank you, Valimia. <laughs> it's something I really think that on the long run we need to invest in properly. Properly. Thank you. Yeah, well, well, well we, we are involved. Our company is involved in the Lagos Ability Games, which is now um, sports festival for persons with disability because they really don't get enough competition. Yeah. No, they don't locally. Exactly. But yeah, I'm yeah, also yeah. it's also good to note that I hear that the national next national sports festival is going to feature both the regular sports festival and then. Like a Paralympic kind of festival. Okay, that's so fine. I think that's fine. That's a new innovation. We hope it comes through, it comes through so yeah. that they have consistent competition, competition every year, at least every two years, because it's like they go to the Olympics, they come back, uh, Paralympics, they come back, nothing happens <laughs> for another four years. So And it's um, amazing because it, when, when that is started and it, when, when it's, when, when it's uh, developed, mm. you'll be surprised at how much talent there is, talent there is that we have not and discovered. how much lives can be changed. Change, yes. Yeah. Because very, like, very, like, like we always say, mm, sports is a, is a game changer. It's a game changer it's a for a lot of people. All right. Where am I? Okay, hear me. Number five is an individual sport. Um, he's been so consistent over time. He's the first African to reach the quarterfinals at the Olympics. And this year, he became the first African to reach the quarterfinals at the World Table Tennis Champions in Houston. Aruna Quadri. The height of consistency in table tennis, yeah. I mean, table tennis was a sport where we used to oh, yes. be very, very good. We great their Thunder Musas and all, but Anna Quadri has taken it to a higher level and that's good to see. Great to see. Um, and you can see the growth. Mm. The growth over the years, especially considering you mentioned Atanda Musa, Shego Toriola. Yeah. At some point, we lost pride of place to the Egyptians. Mm. But Anna Quadri has come into the scene and has been consistent on the African continent, gradually get, walking the Egyptians close, mm. eventually getting to beat them and becoming the number one guy in Africa, and then translating that to advancement on the international scene, which is something that, looking back, was something we weren't able to do. We yeah. couldn't translate yeah, we couldn't that just progress translate that, the, yeah. Even though, yeah, some, some might say, oh, he only got to the quarterfinals, but what it means is that he's only two more steps away away from winning and the even in the, even in the quarterfinal that he lost he had a chance at some point he made a comeback so you never can tell you, you know, but the fact the is remote, that yeah. the Egyptians didn't do this yeah. even when they were in the forefront of Africa they didn't get to this quarterfinals he's done it and but it is consistency and I well, there was an interview I listened to when uh, Eddie Tom showed you who's the who's now the vice president of the world table tennis said that what strikes him about Arnold Quarry is his determination to excel and I think that's very, very, that's very, very key. It is. It is um, I, I don't think you'll get this far without being disciplined, mm. or without being de- being determined. Because determination alone will not do it for you. Will not cause it for you. You've got to be disciplined. And I dare say that Nigeria, so we are witnessing history, but because he's done it so consistently, we are not mm. recognizing it for what it is. I think it's only in hindsight. Mm. Like the first African, the first Africans to do these things. It's only mm. hindsight. We talk about the uh, the Bankoles and the and the Atanamusas. Mm. With so much reverence, mm. but here is this man that is breaking barriers, yeah. very high. That this glass ceiling, breaking the glass ceiling, where these ones that river never reach. And so, if I feel that in years to come, after maybe I hope it is not after after he has retired, realize just how much this young man is doing for African table tennis. Mm. Aaron Quadri doing great things and also already investing 
in the local scene and by doing a lot of things, organizing tournaments. I think he has a, a, a table tennis GM, a table tennis center now where they train young people, giving back generally, but still doing very, very well on the international stage. So Aaron Akwadri is at number five on our uh, top 10 Nigeria's sporting moments of 2021 countdown at number four, buddy. Freestyle 68 kilograms, Olympic silver medal, blessing of Borodudu. One of two mm, that we saw was that going, we to, thought were going mm. to get medals. Unfortunately, the other did not. Mm. Uh, but I mean, both of them, uh, they, they, they've still got um, a, a lot of time. I think, well, I think Blessing has retired now. Oh, she has? Yes, yes. Uh, I think Roy will still have but a couple of Olympics I think she's, she's, been at, she's been at this a while. I think the only thing missing from her collection was, was an Olympic, Olympic medal. medal. Ten-time African Ten-time champion. African champions. Mm. That is massive. And so, kudos to her. The final she lost, I don't think um, uh, she, she could have lost to a more worthy opponent. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to mm-hmm. any, any other person. Probably that's the only person better than better her. Better than her. Yeah, exactly. In that category. So, um, kudos to her. She did well. And hey, let her enjoy and her time. We have to commend Daniel Igali. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. Daniel Igali, the Without president of the Federation. Done maybe because he's an Olympic medalist himself. For so, Canada. he understands the he language. He understands the language. And he's done so well. And um, you, we really have to, you know, we cr- criticize administrators a lot. No, but that's when you that have you to, can't. you know, and then we talk about Bayesa United at number 10. Incidentally, Gali is commissioner for sports in Bayesa United. Bayesa <laughs> United won both the male and the female FA Cup yeah. in Nigeria. So he's doing something right. You see, in better climes, and, and I'm using that word better, mm. people like Daniel Gali will get definitely so much more honor. Mm. Probably be awarded man of the year a few times. <laughs> yeah. Because what he's done for sports, not only in the States, but on a national and global stage for Nigeria. He's not one of those those that makes so much, much noise. noise about himself. He, yeah, he just, just, just gets job, about yeah. the job because yeah. he understands the language of the athletes and he speaks it. You know? So, buddy, uh, bless the bro do well. Hopefully, she'll give back. She's retired now. She'll give back to the sport. I'm sure she will inspire a whole lot of young wrestlers and for her consistency and her longevity it must be said given the person that is mentoring her you can, yeah. be, you can be sure I know that there was also this video where they went to her village where they showed her mom and her siblings when she won the medal that was that was very nice to see just underlines what sports can do can do exactly I, I, at number three this time another set of ladies and um, let me stick to body here because this is area the tigress back to back to back African champions. Uh, 2017. Was it 2017, 2019, 2021? Am I yeah. right? You know, winning it once with all the qualities that against, there was against them was uh, strong enough. This season, this year, we doubted, yes, whether, yes, we doubted whether they would do it, but they came up trumps and winning, um, that, the, the Afro basket three times in a row. It's no mean feat. No, it's not, Deji. Um, you know, the, the bad news for, for the rest of Africa is that this is probably just the beginning. Oh, yes. Mm, oh, yes. I, I remember way back in, uh, I think it was 2013, All-Star Weekend in Houston, uh, when one of the guys involved in, in, uh, in, in, the, in, uh, in the women's uh, program said, look, a lot of our young men are getting to colleges now that mm. mark it, that they are going to be, that they are going to rule Africa for a long time. That was way back in 2013. Four years later, it became a reality, and, and now they are. And it's happening. And it's happening. And the, the funny thing is that exactly, and a, a lot more are going through the same process. And some, somebody did say that if you ever turn our attention to volleyball, 
mm. properly. Mm. That's no, that no, because look, across all the colleges in the US now, um, young men of Nigerian descent, mm. they are the ones that are playing for top schools and doing well. Mm. Meanwhile, they are not, a few of them are in, they are, are in, in the, in the radar of the Americans, but a lot of, a lot of them are not. So the moment we decide to go that route mm. and show for talent here and following them through the same system, mm. because right now, I think the North, the, I think the North Americans are the ones holding, holding sway. But hey, kudos to the, uh, to the MBBF because it's one thing for the talents to be available. It's another, another thing to harness them uh, properly. Yes. Yes. Kudos to the MBBF. Yes, kudos yes. to the MBBF. To be fair. Let's be fair. It was rocky going towards that tournament because mm. a lot of stories are flying around. Yeah. But if you yeah. know this side story, you know that it's not the MBBF, it's the sports ministry that's at fault. So for them, you have to manage it and get them to perform at that level. But going forward, given mm, what you're doing, better. You, mm. yes, we all need to do better. And you know, well, um, yeah, I mean, they also, I think last year was it, they also got to the quarterfinals at the at World Cup. Yeah, at, 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 at the World Cup. To the United States, you know. The gap is closing. The gap is definitely closing. And we'll be interested to see how long that dynasty can live And these ladies are doing us proud. All right. At number two, my own favorite <laughs> moment for the year for Nigeria was the performance of the Nigerian team, athletics team at the World Under 20 Championships in Kenya. So tell us why. That was, <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a, a breath of fresh air after the debacle of the Olympics. Yeah, and that was so, so good to see. Nigeria came third on the medals table, finally behind Kenya and Finland. Came third overall with four gold and three silver medals. They won um, four by four by four hundred mixed relay. They won the four by four hundred. I know, and uh, the young lady I'm trying to remember Nsel Bong. I'm trying to remember her name now. Um, she did very well. My favorite athlete of the year. It must be said. So, Yemi, what did you make of that? Very positive and cheering news immediately after the Olympics. Uh, shows that, you know, we still have that pool, uh, that talent pool to compete on the world stage. What I need is that to translate at senior level where we can also compete favorably, favorably with, uh, bigger nations like the U.S., Jamaica, and, and what have you. Uh, what it also says is that the athletic federation should get their acts together because they can't afford to fail this young crop of Nigerians coming up who made, who made the country proud. And find out how it is that they can make these guys get better performances on the world stage. So very credible and encouraging mm. performance. Uh, good one for the lads. Hopefully we see them in the next few years yeah. competing at the highest level. And but the one good thing that came out of this, Imao Bong Nse Uko, uh, born 28 February 2004. She's 17. She competed in the mixed 4 by 400 meters really at the also Olympics, which they didn't do too well. But she won a gold medal over the 400 meters at the 2021 World Under 20 Champions, which we're talking about. She was a star that was discovered a few years ago on the local scene. The first race she ran, she ran barefooted. Now, I think she's gone to a college in the United yeah, States on scholarship. I think Baylor. Uh, she's going to, you know, again, underlines what sports what can sports do. Can do. Mm. And, and that's why we keep hopping on on, on, on a lot more programs um, uh, for, at the, for the grassroots at the, at the local level. Because you never know what gem you find, and kudos to all the coaches that work. I think one of them was here uh, on, on our podcast. Mm. All, all the coaches that work in, in the background, yeah, a lot yes. of them laboring on notice on heralded. So kudos yes. to them. Uh, hopefully, because I mean, one, one, one of the advantages for them do is that 
when the awards get, get this recognition and, and, and they go abroad, they don't forget their coaches, yes. which is good. So, and it's on the CV that I develop. I develop that, that exactly. Person. So exactly. it's always good. Okay. We come to number one, but let me just do the countdown before we do the number one. Nigeria Sporting Moment of the Year. At number 10, Bayelsa United winning the FA Cup. Number 9, Aqua United winning the uh, Nigerian French Football League. Number 8, the Tigers historic win over the USA and Argentina indeed. And pre-Olympic scrimmage at number 7. Toby Amusson winning the uh, Diamond League as, after a disappointment in Tokyo. At number 6, Nigerian Paralympians never disappoint. They always do well. At number 5, Aruna Quadri breaking new grounds in table tennis at number four, bless no Borodudu, 10 years of consistency of the African continent finally translating to an Olympic silver medal at the Tokyo Games. At number three, the Tigress three pits winning the title back to back on the African continent is no main fit. At number two, the under 20 world athletics champions where Nigeria came third and a string of great performances there. And at number one, even though it was a bronze medal at the Olympics, she broke a long-standing African record, 25 years standing, which was held by a compatriot. She became the first woman to win an individual um, Olympic medal track and field after the great, our great predecessor. Uh, Esther Brume, bronze medal at the Olympics, but what a moment for her. What a moment. She just missed out. I think it was on comeback that she missed out on the silver, but for us, we felt that was a very great moment. What Esther Brume did at that, uh, what, she's been threatening to do this for years. So to get that medal was a fantastic moment. I think one of the things I like about this countdown is that it 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 kind of lays credence to progress. Yes, you know, growth. Yes, Esther has been in the equation for a while. I think she she was the only person that had a medal at the World Championships. Mm. She came third, and she's shown that she has that potential. And eventually that potential came to fruition, even though, like you said, she only missed it by... She, yeah, get, she came fifth in the 2016 Olympics. Yeah. So, there's, like you said, there's been progress. You know, um, won the bronze medal at the World Athletics Champions, Championship yeah. in Doha. And then, of course, uh, we won that gold medal. And um, 7.19 meters, not at the Olympics, um, she broke um, Choma Jungwa's 25-year record yeah. that was... 7.12 in the course of the year as well. But it's a brume. It's a brume, a lovely story. Um, it, it's a, and I like the way she was celebrated both at her community in the United States. Remember, they, 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 had, they had a big welcome party for, yeah, her, for her, for the airport. And yes, progress, progress, progress. It shows you that, look, you can't cut corners. You can't. Mm. You can't. Mm. You've got to go take it step by step. And stories like this, what, what, what it tells you is that, look, when you put in the work, you'll, you'll, get, see, the you'll get the reward. Most likely you'll get the reward. So, that's our top 10 Nigerian sports, uh, sporting moments. I enjoyed it myself, even though if I say so myself, it's totally <laughs> enjoyable. So, we go to our international top 10 sporting moments of 2021. Again, our basketball man is here. This happened roughly about a week ago. Steph Curry beating that all-time record of Ray Allen in three points, Steph Curry has changed the three-point equation. I, and I'm standing here to say, may we live long, but I don't see anybody breaking this Steph Curry record. <laughs> he broke it in 550-something games less than Ray Allen did. But that is crazy. But yeah, me and I were watching one Steph Curry video <laughs> two days ago where he 
made it through. He was standing in the stands. And he behind just pushed the, behind, behind the, the basket. Basket. And he just went like that and the ball dropped in. He's a freak of nature. It's like he has a homing, he has a homing device. I'm telling <laughs> you. You know the funniest thing? I think that video, um, you're probably going to see a lot more a lot more of those videos in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the coming years because a lot of people arrive at basketball arenas early to see mm. Steph Curry do his pregame yeah. routine. Mm. All these crazy shows, sometimes it comes out of, as, it come, as, as it's coming out of the hallway. From the from the area, he launches a shot. A lot of people come just to see Steph Curry do his thing. And, you know, for, for a lot of superstars, sometimes the security, they keep reporters and fans away from them before and after games to, pre- to pre- pre- prevent an incident. But because of the kind of person Steph Curry is, if in some case, any, anything goes. And this record, they could have broken this, this record last year. Remember, also remember that yeah. he didn't play last year. Yeah, yeah, but the good. fact that he broke it in all those games less. And for all the people that played before him and had mm. the same, uh, had the same skill, the game didn't change because of them. Yes. Mm. Plays changed, but the game never changed. But for yeah. Steph Curry, the, the game, game changed. changed. Mm. That analyzes what he, this young man has. And for someone who was drafted on her, on, on, on her, her yeah. at the, at the, uh, at the, was it 2015 or 2017 all-star weekend in, uh, in New Orleans? I was at the, at the, at the pre, pre-game Game. press conference. Mm. He was in the room. <laughs> Nobody paid any attention to him. To him, yeah. When he said, I, I went to pre- in the press room and it was like only eight or nine of us. People are everywhere. And that year was his breakout season. Mm. So that shows, I think it was 2014. That shows you just how, how much the, in six years, mm. how far this young man has changed, grown and changed the game. Yeah, me, um, He's going to extend, well, he's already started extending the record, definitely. <laughs> and I think he still has a fair few more years oh, to yes. come. So that's why I feel that for anybody to break the record, well, we didn't think it would be broken when Real did it. So yeah. you never can tell, but it's going to take some doing. It will take some doing. And like you said, just have a few years on him. Especially if the game changes again. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you never know what to change again. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Especially, we have, I'm not sure we would have thought that we would 10, 20 years ago. That the game will have taken the dimension is Oh, yes, because yes. again, it was a big man's game. Yeah, so Steph you never can tell. And, and Clay mm-hmm. Thompson. So, uh, and a lot of credit has to go to Steve Carr. How he's, mo- no, not even Steve Carr. Mac mm. Johnson. Mac Jackson. Mac Jackson. Mac Jackson. Because he said so many years ago, I think 2013 or there about, that you might be seeing the greatest shooter of all time. And I'm sure a lot of people that are like, What's what's talking about? <laughs> He's been proven right now and you can just continue to enjoy. So that's our number 10 international top 10 sporting moments of 2021. At number 9, an Italian job at the Euros. Uh, Roberto Mancini took over the Italian national team. They failed to qualify for the last World Cup in Russia. They were down in the dumps but it took them on an incredible journey. They are struggling to qualify for the World Cup again <laughs> but it took them that. on an incredible journey to the Title they went behind against England in the final. The trophy didn't go home, it went to Rome. Rome. So fantastic <laughs> performance by Roberto Mancini and his Italian team. What was the secret of that success? Yemi? I think a bit of uh, departure from the norm, the mm. Italian norm. Mm. Uh, we see a lot of Italian managers who've been stuck with a particular tradition, uh, seeking a particular set of personnel. Mm. 
And I also think that he's benefited from the evolution that the Italian game has enjoyed in the last five years. Okay. The Serie A is probably the most enjoyable league you can watch today. They are scoring a truckload of goals. They are providing unmatched entertainment across Europe. Mm. And, I, and they also have a budding set of young stars coming through and getting opportunities at the top of the, of the game with the biggest clubs. I think that's been one of the difference for uh, Mancini's uh, Azuris. And the fact that he embraced that and decided to, you know, switch things around and stick to that policy. He's made them defensively solid with mm-hmm. the experience and very the enterprising back. going forward. Enterprising going forward and dogged in midfield. Mm. But your thoughts on the Italian job? To win the tournament, every, everything everything has to come together come for those six, come, seven come games. Come together for you, yeah. And I think for 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 the Italians, that for the Italians and Mancini, that's that's what happened. Uh, because at the start, maybe they were outsiders. I think I, I don't think anybody ever gave them a chance to be. Yo, you did. Well, yes, Yemi did actually. Yemi did to be but fair to him. Everything came together for them, and they were. I, I actually thought England would open. <laughs> <laughs> pseudo, 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 pseudo Englishman, buddy. Uh, secret Englishman, maybe he has a uh, is it blue? Pa- no, no, is it blue? Pa- what's the color of their passport? Red. Maybe he has a red passport, <laughs> we don't know about. Still on football, at number eight. Well, some call him the greatest player on earth ever, but he had a monkey on his back all these years. He never led Argentina to a trophy, and anytime they lost, he was the scapegoat. So I think it's only right that when they finally won. He declares a hero. Argentina's Copa America win, buddy, is at number eight. And Lionel Messi finally won something with his national team. And about time too, DG. Mm. Because every year that they lost, you felt there was something that was missing. Mm. They, they, they had gone to tournaments where they had great players. They had like a golden generation. Yes, and yes Batistuta it, and, and Diego Simeone. It, 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 it didn't work for them. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Messi because um, it should have been unfair mm. for him to go for, for the thing, no, for the thing, no, not for the things that would have been said about him if, if he had gone win. through his career without winning a major trophy, trophy, for, his trophy for, for, for his national team. So um, I was happy for the, for the young man and that he played so well mm. that he that he got he got individual awards at, at that tournament. Yeah. So for me, for for that reason alone, congratulations again to Lionel Messi. Um, Yemi, your thoughts on that? You, do you get the feeling that um people tend to downplay the Copa America? People tend to underrate it. But the irony of it is that anytime Argentina faltered, they were they were pretty heavily criticized and made fun of. Now that they wanted, people are trying to shift the goalposts and say it's not such. A, of course, you can know the fans of the other guy, <laughs> which they both do it. Messi fans are also guilty oh, yes. of that. But with your thoughts on Messi finally laying the hoodoo to they can't shift to the rest. on this mm. one. I just I don't want this conditions 1993 1993 was being played every two years they feel that several hurdles get to the final in fact mm. Brazil has been there Brazil and Chile those their two nemesis. teams have been their nemesis in the finals so finally getting to win and even the way they won you know mm. in the final against Brazil they just deserve all the plaudits alright let me stick with Yemi now as we go to number 7 Sao Canelo Alvarez Defeating Caleb Plan to become the first undisputed ever, first ever undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. That was quite a fight. 
And Canelo Alvarez again showed that he's the real Mexican bomber. Pound for pound, at the moment, the best boxer in the world. Um, he is the biggest draw in boxing at today. The moment, yes. Forget about what anybody says. He, he's been the guy carrying the torch of ensuring that boxing remains an attractive proposition after the likes of Floyd, Mayweather, and Manny Pacquiao have left the scene. Um, what is particularly unique about Saul is the fact that he's never scared of taking on challenges. challenges. He never ducks the fight. He's moved from weight class to weight class. He's even fought at light heavyweight and mm-hmm. won a title at light heavyweight. Yeah. So that is itself just shows how great a boxer he is. He's done this. The next phase is some are even saying he might be good enough to go into the heavyweight class. Mm. You know, to, to try his way out there, but creating that record of unifying the super movie class, which, you know, fine, it's not a class, a weight class that existed for, you mm-hmm. know, a very long mm-hmm. time. But at least, even having that agenda on the table and completing it in the short period of time that he did, that he did and I think he fought like three times in one year yeah. at some point. He's very, very, very active. But it wasn't about Mexican boxers. They are warriors. Warriors is is younger. I mean, I've I've told this this story several times. They, you want to take my food? Don't take my, my food. food. So you are the one in front of me and delay. I, I can't let that happen. It's not, no, it's nothing personal. It's just between myself. Um, so I, I think it's a hunger. Um, and and then they are the dedication to their craft. And and I I think for most of them because they they they, they have this this long line of heroes that they, that that they, that they look up to. And you know, for most of them in the gyms where they start from. They have pictures of their oh, champions yes. on the wall. So I think that serves to motivate them. And then, like you always say, they see what sports has done to the ones that have, that have gone ahead of them. And they want that same life. It's clean, mm. it's legal, and it's down to me. And they just, they, they just tap into it. Mm. Interesting stuff. Uh, number seven on international top 10 sporting moments of 21 calm down. Sports, maybe a lot of Nigerians, apart from Nigerians who live in America, are conversant with. Maybe a lot of Nigerians are not conversant with. But, um, we cannot underestimate the part of this performance, uh, this uh, achievement, because uh, Tom Brady left the Patriots after probably about 20 seasons, went to the Buccaneers. A lot of people felt he should have retired. 43 years old, what did he do? He went on and won another Super Bowl, buddy. That was quite a performance by Tom Brady. The, the self-belief the confidence and the fitness to continue to do what is done at that age and win another because everybody thought once he once that Bill Belichick Tom Brady axis Nexus at um, New England Patriots was broken that was the end of it but what a, what an achievement what a performance by Tom Brady again it's it's it's, it's all about discipline and 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 uh, and, uh, and dedication to his craft uh, because I mean it, you, you know how difficult it is to get to the Super Bowl in the NFL yeah. And then how difficult it is to, first of all, to carry yourself through the season. I mm. think uh, it's, it's probably one of the most brutal sports. Yes, very. A, a team sports very, that, that, that Very physically demanding. Very physically demanding. Mm. And so for a 43-year-old to go all that way, that shows you just how, how dedicated. And I remember our uh, in-house in analysts um, uh, in, in, our, in our radio program, Sport, Sports mm. Express, saying that, look, because of this man, the odds are that they, these guys have, that as long as this man is fit and playing, mm. they have an advantage. And it, it proved to be so. 43 Super Bowl, 
Uh, he's the oldest player to be named Super Bowl MVP and winning Super Bowl as a starting quarterback, along with being the oldest NFL MVP when he was age 40. Um, Tom Brady's legacy is sealed and um, undeniably probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's probably alive to win the MVP this year. Again. Again. <laughs> Just like we mentioned with uh, Steph Curry, his drafting too was unrounded. No, I remember I even came into the team uh, because the regular Patriots uh, quarterback got injured. injured. Bledsoe got injured. Yeah. I happened to be in America at that time. My brother and his friend were like, Bledsoe would come back in the team. And my brother was like, this Tom Brady looks like and he's gone on, got into the team and he's never looked back. Fantastic performance by Tom Brady. He's number six on our countdown. And number five, we come to a player who, along the lines, a lot of people felt he was the third cousin in a triumvirate of tennis players. But he's proven to be the big gun. We're talking of Nova Djokovic, who won, was Wimbledon, that tied the 20... He's won 20 Grand Slams in tennis now. Um, at some point, we didn't think he would do it. At the early stage of his career, he was being beaten black and blue yes. by Rafael Nadal and um, Roger, Federer. Roger Federer. But the singular determination that Djokovic has had to bring his game up to this level and level that 20 Grand Slams is massive, you hear me? Anybody who listens to this podcast, there's a word that keeps recurring, mm. and that is discipline. 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 We said it. Dedication. Yes. Several times. I, I, I was just thinking it. <laughs> mm. And in my lifetime, I saw Pete Sampras being the man with the most grand slams. I thought Pete Sampras was the greatest tennis player of all time. I, I, exactly. But these three guys <laughs> have, uh, you know, they've obliterated everything else. Everything. Mm. But this guy. You have to look at the journey that this Serbian guy has taken. The 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 gap that he's had to close. Mm. Because when we had Fedra, we felt poetry motion, yeah. nobody comes close. They had Nadal coming Greeks. and just showing that great mm. brute force. And he felt some people don't like him because of the brute force. Mm. And they felt that like he forced his way through. Mm. But this guy comes. And that's a, a, bit a, of a bit of both. A, yeah, that's a what, bit of that's both. What I say. Like a bit of both. He could combine the grace with the brute force and just somehow under the radar snuck in and ensure that, look, if you two want to exist at the top, you have to deal with me. With me. Mm. And that's what he's done for the sport and that has propelled him to the top of the game. And you have to say, fantastic stuff coming mm. from uh, Novak Djokovic. What are your thoughts on Djokovic? Djokovic, um... If 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 there's a if 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 there's a player that I think would would um would not only outstrip Fedra but also hold off Nadal, mm. it's got to be it's got to be Djokovic because it does look like he will he will win another Grand Slam. He's got yeah, a fair few left, left, left in him, yeah. and because while Fedra and now Nadal seems to be winning, he seems to be getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not it's not affected by by what seems to have to to be well. Fedra is Fedra, Fedra is old age. Nadal is injuries. injuries yeah. He doesn't seem to be affected by either of those. No, maybe to- those toilet bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Which the sport has taken care of now by some new rules. And to think that he started late. Yeah, because, 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 because like, like, you, like, like you noted, Ellen Iskari was like, oh, this, this man was not going to win we'll anything. Never get to this and point. then he, and he hasn't stopped winning since. 
So I think for 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 Djokovic, mm. we, are, we are looking at again history. Let's go to made. number four, which is still tennis. We talked about a veteran who's done the job. Now we're talking about a youngster who came in unseeded, went to Wimbledon, and I think she got beaten in the quarterfinals. I went to the US Open and what a story, buddy. Ima Raducanu, the young British tennis prodigy, unseeded, unheralded, and goes through a Grand Slam and wins it. What a story. Boris Becker. <laughs> Remember Boris Becker? Yeah. Shades off. Yeah. It's, 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 it's such an unlikely story mm. to see an unseeded player you know, win a Grand Slam. Usually, usually when, when that happens, it's like a player that has won a major sport that has been injured yeah, and some comes in the wild card. Yeah, exactly, like wild card. But for a player that is on that was unknown before, it's simply amazing. And especially in a, although so, so, some will say that um, um, power changes hands so so often. Yeah, in the best field. Game. yeah. But but even even then, when those when, when power is is between players that are known, you know, someone someone has been a sacrifice for, uh, has been close for a while, and then suddenly ascends. But this one, for an unknown player to come out of nowhere and dominate the field, is almost unheard of. At Wimbledon, she was heavily criticized, but I think it was um, the, uh, McEnroe criticized him that no heart, no whatever, because I think she gave up, not she gave up some time, but but still, you know I mean? The, the sheer joy and the sheer exuberance that she displayed in winning that um, US Open title, um, such a refreshing thing to see. Everybody likes a good story, mm. a feel-good story, a Cinderella-type run, you know, that's ended with her, you know, finally getting that, um, the stardom and the acclaim that she deserves. Now, criticism will come. Oh, definitely. How you manage it and what you learn from it is what will be critical in how your, you make progress in your career. I think that's what she did. And it'll be nice to see how much progress that she can make. Note, the US Open is a bit of a poison, a bit of a poison chalice. <laughs> the lady that, won the last time before her mm. almost didn't have yeah, a really good year. Hey, but you can't, we can't take that moment. So we can't, we can't take that moment. Mm. So mm-hmm. she watch will enjoy out. Mm. She'll enjoy it. Let me, let me stick with you for, as we go to number three, as we near the end of the countdown. Number three, Casting Warhol took down one of the oldest world records in athletics, beating Kevin Young's 29-year-old 400 meters athletics record in Oslo. But he did that. 46.70 seconds to break the previous record, a 25-year-old Norwegian. Now, he described that as a perfect moment. I don't know what he wants to call what he did at the Olympics. The <laughs> first man ever to go below 46 seconds in the 400 meters hurdles. You know, Norwegians are not necessarily uh, associated with sprinting, but Carsten Warholm, 45.96 seconds, a performance for the ages at the Olympics is our number three. When it's not uh, ski jumping, or <laughs> <laughs> what have you, you know, first time I saw him and I'm like, he, he, I think there's something about running that distance, mm-hmm. 400 meters. You need to have a bit of an awkward run, mm-hmm. awkward style of running to actually have that, you know, level of elevation and progress. Michael Johnson is an example. And this young man, from Norway, like we said, not known particularly for the athletics, just blew the world apart. And I, I do hope that he keeps his form, you know, uh, stays fit, because he's young and I think he has 
a few competitions in front of that he might still be able to upgrade that record Bring this down as mm. much as possible. He's 25. And then we would start asking ourselves in a few years, what's next? What's next? Who can break this record? It's a great achievement, especially coming from a country like Norway. Is there a story about how he developed? I mean, that's, 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 what, I, that's what I would like to, like to read. Mm. What was the cause of this effect? You know, because I mean, so, so, so stories like this are like we have found out in, the, in, in this podcast. They don't, they, they don't just happen. Yeah, just, just There's happen. a process to it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, a, that, that's what I would like to know, the process. Yeah. Incredible. That race is one of those races you can watch and watch oh, and yes. watch. You know, and 45.96. And the commentator went apoplectic when he, <laughs> he, he ran that race. And it was a great, that's, great moment. That's, that's what reminds me of some. It was a great, great moment. <laughs> At number two, Two men who have changed the face of Formula One probably forever. A rivalry for the ages, although you have to say, you guys spoke on this in the last podcast, you have to say it was sad a little bit by the final race of the season. But what a season Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen gave us in Formula One. That's our number two. Uh, Max Verstappen eventually won the title. You can argue that over the course of the season, probably deserves it. He won nine races. Lewis won eight, even though the last part of the season, Lewis Hamilton appeared to have a lot of momentum. To be on and if that accident had not happened, Lewis Hamilton was coasting to victory. But in totality, Formula One must be very, very pleased with the season they've just had. Oh yes, DJ, because I mean, race after race, the the um, the eyeballs just kept increasing. And the excitement and the momentum. As the stories. Increased. Started as as as, as the stories of the, the story was as the story was unfolding, you know, and then everything came down to that final race and to that final lap. Mm. And they did look. I was one of those who was logging on and off because of the I, I, I was so I was it was so um I was so consumed tension filled so tension filled that I, I couldn't watch the whole race. I kept flipping back and forth. And then that last lap, I was just glued to the screen. And so it 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 it's it's it, it, it's not just um it, it's not just um uh, um. Uh, just the two of them. I think the teams, to the, the two teams, yeah, the, the rivalry, way the two team principals, yeah, Wolf the rivalry, and Honor, the rivalry, Mercedes the, and their, their, uh, their tactics, everything Red Bull. came under scrutiny. And then after the final lap, everything again came under another set of scrutiny as to what they did wrong, what, what they did right. And I think for F1 DG, it not only made, it, it, not, only, it not only gave us a good season, to also give us something to look forward to next season. Next season, because yes. there will be there's, there's going to be a response. One no, well, definitely, and there's an agenda set now, and it, it's very yummy. Yummy. One thing about the season is definitely Formula One won a whole lot more new fans this season. Oh, of course, of course, with increased eyeballs. Of course, the 650 million coming from Saudi Arabia <laughs> for the next ten years. <laughs> Money yeah. in the bank. Money yeah. in the bank. A lot more eyes. I can assure you, whoever is paying for the rights for the next few years of Formula One will have to stump up a lot of mm, cash. Quite a lot. Um, of you know, we're having a conversation where we're trying to pick out, you know, uh, the number one moment. And at some point, we wanted it to be number one, mm. but because of what happened on the last race, yeah, we felt tarnished that it a little it bit, mm. a little bit, and probably wasn't good enough to be number one. Mm. But seriously, that rivalry. I don't know how much more. Lewis has yeah. to put in, you know, in, in his career. The speculation that he, because of what happened, he might decide to throw mm-hmm. in the tower. But it'll be nice to see if he can wait a- around for another two, three years yeah, to see right. how much we can drive this rivalry mm-hmm. and how much the FIA 
can milk. I have a feeling if Lewis Hamilton says he wants to leave Formula One as a body will throw money at him <laughs> and beg him to stay. All right, so let's do the countdown. We've gotten to number one, but first, a countdown from number 10, Steph Curry, breaking the all-time three-point shooting record in the NBA. Number nine, Italian job Roberto Mancini, leading Italy to victory at Euro 2020 at number eight. Diego, uh, I said Diego, <laughs> memory. <laughs> Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. <laughs> Uh, laying that hoodoo to rest by winning the leading Argentina to the Copa uh, America title. Seven Canelo Sal Alvarez making a re- making history as the first man to unify the super middleweight division in the uh, in, in boxing. At number six, Tom Brady's incredible achievement winning Super Bowl. At number five, Nova Djokovic equaling the twenty Grand Slam mark set by um, his great great rivals. Um, Roger Federer and uh, Rafael Nadal at number four. Ima Radrukanu's unlikely win at the US Open at number three. Carsten Worms race for the ages at the Olympics, um, breaking a world record that stood for a long time before that and eclipsing it at the Olympics. And no, number two, Formula One's great, great rivalry for the season at number one. I'll hand this over to Buddy. Ganyu Adetokumbo. <laughs> Giannis. And then Tom Compo, Game 7, NBA Finals is our top sporting moment of the year. They looked like they were out of it a couple of times in the playoffs. They somehow found a way to win. And in that final game, 7 against the Phoenix Suns, Giannis produced a performance for the ages. 50 points, 14 rebounds, two-time MVP. We thought he was going to leave at the start of the season. Most unlikely victory, first victory for the, for the team since 1971. What a performance by Janis over the season, but symbolized by that game seven victory. I mean, not, not, just, not just over the season, I think it's his entire career. When I think it was this, uh, when he arrived in the NBA as a scrawny kid, um, and he said, I want to be the best player in the world. Yeah. You, you could hear the snake hand. You have no idea what you're, what, what you're up, up against. And he kept, he kept repeating it and he kept working to, and he kept improving. He, he kept improving. Um, and then it was named the uh, MVP uh, of the uh, of the All Star Game, mm. the MVP MVP, uh, MVP of, of the, the season, season of regular season twice, and he kept saying, "I want to be the best player in the world." And you all know that. Look, I said MVP of, of of the regular season, you've got it done. But until until you have a chip to your name and you have the final MVP, mm. uh, there still be some question marks. And then he went and added that. Mm. Look for one. The city of Milwaukee will be ever grateful to him. Yeah. Because there, there are rumors that he was going to leave. Mm. But, you know, when, after his rookie season. And, and he said, I want to win here. Aha. First of all, when he was handed out all that, all the, but, 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 like, what am I going to do with all this money? <laughs> because, well, because as a rookie, I think about eight, nine million for him, but from where he was coming from, it was a lot of money. And there's hundreds of million. What am I going to do with all this? But so I felt, you know what? I want to win a title here. And it was like, another round of, yeah, I want to win here. But then the city kept faith with him. Mm. They brought players that would complement him, mm. and then he also he also not only played with his, he also yeah. delivered on the day when. How good can Janice become? Ooh. That's our final just, question. She wasn't called the Greek freak. Mm. You know, the nice was Nigerian freak. <laughs> <laughs> I think Janice still has a few levels to go. Um, if he develops a jump shot, 
Ah. But you know, and it gets just better at the free throw line. Mm. <laughs> that one, mm. If you can just block out the fans when he's away, <laughs> when he's on the, <laughs> road, on the road, he'll do a lot better. But then, in the early days, I I thought his jump shot was really good. But you know how it is when yeah, you try well, yeah, to you there, yes. a mm. player and try to build him into a particular type player. But you know, what is interesting about the journey has to be the teams that he beat along the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant's small, big toe. Yeah, big toe. <laughs> yeah, big shoes. <laughs> yeah. But then... You need some luck along the way. They had to put in a performance okay. to get the better of teams like that. And All you right. have to say, he still has a lot of years. So we are going to end it here. And this is the end of Season 2 of Sports 360 Podcast. We're going to take a break over the holiday period. We'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with Season 3. And we promise you the very, very best on Sports 360 Pod. Let me thank uh, my co-presenters, Jeremy Adesan and Abodi Ogutui. Let's thank our production crew behind the scenes, David, um, AY, and Sheon, Big Boss Sheon, and also, of course, our researcher, Demola. Thank you all for making another successful season on Sports 360 Pod. This year, we break for the new season, three coming up in a couple of weeks. Sports Recent Support is where you can meet the hookups up on Instagram and we'll see you again in 2022. Bye-bye for now.